Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to DadSense, a podcast for folks looking to grow their financial future and easily manage their financial present. The right way, this podcast is hosted by Jason Fuchs, a dad, a husband, and managing director of Sage Path Financial Advisors. And now your host, he's 39 years old but still loves playing with Legos, with his daughter, of course, Jason Fuchs. Greetings, everyone. If you're new here, I'm Jason Fuchs, married to Amber, father to a three-nager named Jewel. I'm also the managing director of Sage Path Financial Advisors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Dad Sense is a show for family men and women. We're all about family, food, fun, and finance. Joining me is special guest, my favorite person in the whole wide world, Amber Fuchs. Hi. How's it going? Good. Thanks for coming back. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> it's our pleasure. We love having you. Thanks. So today, we're going to conclude our three-part series about goal setting. What do you think? Awesome. I'm ready. All right. Last episode, I gave you four tips for setting powerful goals, and these are tips that will help you make goal setting forceful, practical, if you will. What do you think about that episode, Amber? I loved it. <laughs> it was good. very helpful. I think you're going to love this one too. Cool. Very good. So ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, press pause, check out episode one, episode two, and then come back to this episode because each of these three episodes, they build on one another. And I don't want you to miss anything. And there's no Q&A during this episode because remember, this is part of the question we received in our first episode. But ladies and gentlemen, Please remember, I'm still answering all of those questions offline outside of DadSense, and you can continue to send those to me via email, jfuchs at sagepathfa.com, and if you forget, that email address is in the description of the podcast. So Amber, I want to know what exciting things you're up to these days. Well, let's see. I have a lot of things that I'm the most excited about. A few of them are surrounding different work things and job Ooh. opportunities that I'm working on. Nothing that I can share yet because it's still in the works, but I'm really excited about it. The other thing that I'm the most excited about right now is I just signed up for one of those alig teeth aligners. <laughs> <laughs> Our priorities have changed over the years, haven't they? <laughs> this is super exciting. I we won't say their name for fear of being sued. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we don't we don't need to advertise who they are, but I am excited because I had braces many years ago. Yeah, when I was a teenager, I think like a few years, right? Yeah, just a few. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then over the course of time, they've my teeth have shifted, and for me personally, it's something that has bothered me for a while, at least since you've known me. I've talked about it for a long time. I will. Be working on my teeth alignment soon. <laughs> Super excited. So, so that's the big thing on the agenda, teeth alignment. What other things are you working on? Other than that, work, teeth, it's running and being a wife and a mom. Well, let's talk about the running thing. What's going on with the running thing? <laughs> well, um, I think I shared last episode that we have a few races coming up, so I'm excited for that. But Actually, just over the weekend, I was with Jewel, and she asked me if we could go running together. Ooh. So that was pretty cool. Ooh, tell me more about that. Well, we she noticed the jogging stroller, which we've had ever since she was born. Thank you, Erin and Amber. Yep, yep. The other Amber. Yes. <laughs> My sister-in-law. Mrs. Terrell. 
And she she saw the stroller, Jewel did, and and asked me if we could go for a run. And I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> Here we go. It's been a while since I've pushed her in the stroller, at least since the last race, which was back in September or October. That was October? Yeah. Was, Whoa. Yeah. So it's been a while. And she's grow ever growing. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah it, longer, it seems like. Yeah. Not really. Not wider, just longer. It's always, it's becoming more of a challenge because she's heavier. Yeah. And, you know, that makes it more, a little bit more of a challenge, but. And I imagine the wheels probably weren't pumped up to standard having <laughs> no. been since September. <laughs> no, that was interesting as well, but we had a ton of fun and Jewel was just chatting the whole time that we were running and I loved it. I took it easy. I wasn't trying to like really push myself. And so I was just chatting with her and we had a really good time. It was cool. What kind of things were you chatting about? She was really more so kind of feeling like everything was a Where's Waldo moment (laughs) and like pointing it out (laughs) and telling me what she was seeing for a lot of the run. We went over to a little creek where we have a tiny little bridge Mm -hmm. that we can run over. And uh, we were talking about the water. There was oh, trash in the water. She didn't like she the didn't trash. Like that? The wa- oh, yes, Jewel. that was cute. Environmentalist extraordinaire, ladies yes. and gentlemen, Jewel Fuchs. Yes, and then was she cute. was pointing out a lot of the mailboxes to me, and she was telling me that we couldn't run down a certain part of the street because it was blocked off. <laughs> and. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was a little bit of everything. It was very um, Kathy. topical based on what she could see. That's interesting. Yes. That's so different from other rides. Normally, she just kind of hangs on and she's just there for the ride. Yeah, it was fun. I really liked it. That's neat. Yeah. Oh, very cool. And you recently left a position that was probably not the greatest. <laughs> yeah. We won't say who that's with, but I really admired the fact that you were able to step back and just say, hey, listen, this job's not making me happy anymore. I can't, I can't do it. And yeah. I think for your mental health, I think for your physical health, it was best to, to walk away from that particular opportunity. Yeah, I think it is daunting to do something like that. But fortunately, I have a great family support system, and that is primarily you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. But I knew probably within the first week that it wasn't the right fit for me and what I needed as far as what I wanted or I guess and mentally needed for a career option to be. But I did stay for almost a year. So it was a long time to be in a position where I knew it wasn't necessarily the right fit. I think part of that challenge for me was overcoming the and admitting that out loud that it wasn't a right fit. Mm -hmm. And also I really believed in the company's goal, philosophy, and idea of what they wanted to be. The challenge was that they weren't there. And so I kept hanging on to this idea that wasn't there. And after a while, it was time for me to move on from that. Yeah, yeah. It amazes me, a company that has such great products that culture just seems so broken though. You see that a lot of places, though. I think you do see that a lot of places, and I think that hopefully they will turn the corner and the culture will meet the the aptitude and opportunity of the product. Yeah. And I hope they achieve that, so... 
Well, it, what's really neat for us, and ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to get too philosophical on you, but we've really been kind of following our hearts on this thing. It, money is a great thing. It, it is wonderful having two family incomes in our household, but money is not everything. It, it gets us more stuff. We're able to do more things together as a family, but it's not the ultimate thing we're in search of per se. So right. I feel like we're following the signs, if you will, or the path or doors are being open and we're walking through those doors because now I think is the best time for you to look at YOLO and say, hey, this thing really has the potential to grow into something on its own. And in order to see that through, you have to create the space for it, right? Right. Absolutely. And I feel like that's Finally, where we're at is we're at this crossroads where it's, hey, you could find another full-time job and, you know, we could have great income as a family, but I don't think that's really what you want. I think the idea is YOLO. Exciting. It is exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Nerve-wracking, but exciting. I think, like you said, this gives me the space to allow that to happen. And if that's my passion and what I really want to do, then I have to allow the space for those things to come together and for me to have the time and energy to focus in that direction. Yeah. yeah. Well, very cool. I've got a question for you. Yes. When I say seven layer, <laughs> what comes to mind? Well, there's two things that come to mind. Obviously. Two things. Oh, wow. This is okay. It has to be food related because I know where we're headed. And, and the first thing. We did just buy a new mattress though. We did. But that that's not <laughs> the second thing that I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, definitely seven layer dip. Seven layers to our new mattress, ladies and gentlemen. Yum, yum. We're going to eat our seven layer dip on the new mattress. Ooh, you know I love <laughs> eating in bed. <laughs> what okay. have I started? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, seven layer dip. <laughs> and I was too unmotivated to make it for the Super Bowl. But guess what? What? I found a recipe and I want to share it with our listeners. Oh, does that mean you're going to make it soon? Probably. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think? You want to get into it now? Yes, please. All right, let's do it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Before I get into today's recipe, I want our listeners to know what happened after we recorded the last episode of Dad Sense Amber. I don't remember. Remember what the food topic was? Maybe not a, not a recipe, but... Oh, hawkers. Hawkers. And we, we had to actually order it that same day. We did. Because <laughs> it, it drove such a craving. Because of all that it talk. It was so good. It was so good. So we won't... <laughs> we're not going to talk anymore about that. But I do want to talk about that seven-layer dip that I mentioned. Okay. And so if it leads to you making it, I'm okay with that. I have that. a feeling that's what's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> now, I think that seven-layer dip is one of the best appetizers out there. What about you? Probably, yeah. Maybe top five at least, I would say. It. The challenge with it is that it becomes an entree for me because I always eat so much. I do eat way too much. Way too much. Yeah. Because well, so it's so good. What are your top three appetizers? I mean, I love dips. I do too. Across the board. So I would have to say probably, I mean, seven layer dip is definitely in the top three. Some kind of crab dip has to be in the top three. Oh, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Has to be. Maybe cheese. Well, you know, cheese, queso. cheese. Ooh. Maybe. I mean, a good queso. That is good. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Guacamole. Oh, yeah. Guacamole has to be in the top three. Well, guess what? I think two of those are in the seven-year dip, aren't they? That's true, yes. (laughs) I would say mine are spinach artichoke dip, crab dip, and then, yeah, seven-layer dip. Yeah. Your spinach, homemade spinach artichoke dip is really good. 
Probably should, because I put 40 pounds of garlic in it. You should probably <laughs> cover that in one of your future episodes. I think I have, actually. Oh. In season one. Mm, man, that was a During long time ago. October and November. Maybe you should revisit it like you did Maybe with I the should. Yeah. crab beignets. Crab beignets, bring it back. Yep. We could do that. Oh, we're getting a little sidetracked. <laughs> All right. So seven-layer dip. You've got the fresh salsa, fresh refried beans, guacamole, cheddar cheese, and then you can add your favorite toppings to create those extra layers or a colorful addition, if you will. Now, I pulled this particular recipe from a website called spendwithpennies.com, a website I'm unfamiliar with, but this thing got so many perfect reviews, I thought we had to try it. So this seven-layer bean recipe, it can be served with tortilla chips, vegetables, and all of that goes well with other dips like spinach artichoke dip, mm. queso, or maybe crab dip. The next time we have people over, Amber, I'm going to make this recipe. What do you think? Okay. And just as long as you invite them over tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you're not doing anything, come to beep, 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 beep. We, again, we don't have a sound person, so we have to make up our own sounds here. That sounded pretty legit that was, to That me. was me censoring our address. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can check out the recipe on our blog, www.sagepathfa.com forward slash blog. You're going to love it. Trust me. And so will you, Amber. I can't wait. <laughs> I can feel the excitement. <laughs> All right. I'd like to get into the third and final part of our three-part goal planning series. What do you think? I'm ready. All right. Let's jump into it now. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Last episode, I gave you four tips for setting powerful goals. And these are tips that are going to help you make goal setting forceful and practical, if you will. So if you haven't already, ladies and gentlemen, pause this episode, check out episode one and two, and then come back to this episode, episode three, because each of these three parts, they build on one another, and I don't want you to miss anything. Now today, we're going to talk about evaluating and reflecting on your goals. We're also going to talk about how to hold yourself accountable. You ready, Amber? I'm ready. All right. Drum roll. Again, no sound guy or girl. <laughs> Remember how we talked about SMART goals during the last episode? Yes. We're going to look at how to apply the SMART test to your goals and ensure that they're powerful. Now, as a contract with yourself or someone else, accountability, it's a vital key in goal setting in that whole process. It's what motivates you throughout the process. If a goal is set, and only one person knows about it, yourself, for example, does it really have any power? Oh, man, this is like if a tree falls in the forest. <laughs> I like it. We're getting deep again. <laughs> deep Thoughts by Jason Fuchs and Amber. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it will. It, it's just not very powerful. Mm -hmm. But when someone knows what your goals are, they follow up. They hold you accountable by asking you to Give account of where you are in the process. Mm -hmm. Remember that fancy definition I gave you last episode of accountability? Yes. To give account. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's human nature to motivate ourselves to get something done when we know someone else is going to ask us about it. I mean, think about it. We don't want to embarrass ourselves by looking lazy or uncommitted. And this is why having an accountability partner is so important. Now, from a 10,000-foot view, and I actually had a lot of 10,000-foot views <laughs> yesterday when I was skydiving, there, there are two kinds of accountability. There's internal and there's external. Now, I'd like to talk about internal accountability. 
Now, internal accountability, it's essentially the level of integrity you maintain throughout the evaluation process, but also in life in general. It means that when you look at yourself, you judge yourself with honesty. You hold yourself accountable to doing what you said you would do. And guess what, Amber? What? We're not perfect. Oh. I know. It's shocking, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what anyone out there says. We aren't perfect, so it's okay to mess up. But if you mess up, you have to say, okay, I've messed up. I've made a mistake. And the opposite is true. If you've done well, well, you can celebrate your progress. Mm-hmm. Let the internal accountability drive you to do great things. So first and foremost, it's our responsibility to hold ourselves accountable. We answer to ourselves. We take charge of ourselves. How do you do that? Well, Amber, I'm so glad you asked. Number one, there are actually four ways we can do that. So number one, write down your goals so they become objective. You can't go back and say, well, that wasn't really my goal. I mean, it's written down. It's right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Number two, be brutally honest with yourself when you assess whether or not you've met a goal. Of course, if you were specific in setting your SMART goals, remember that acronym? Yes. You won't have much wiggle room here anyway. Number three, if you fall short of your goal or if you're falling short while on the way, knuckle down and hold yourself accountable to do what it takes to make up ground so that you can hit that goal. And lastly, number four, set a time frame in which you will evaluate your progress and hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yes, absolutely. All right, so that was internal accountability. We're, let's talk about external accountability. Okay. Find someone else or maybe a group of others to hold you accountable. When we commit to giving an account to someone else for our actions and goals, we're really taking it to the next level. Amber, you are kind enough to hold me accountable. Ooh, I am? You are. How so? Well, I try to share my goals with you as much as possible and you are brutally honest with me when <laughs> I'm either not on my way to achieving that goal or if I don't achieve that goal and try to make excuses. Well, I try to just give you friendly reminders you or do, check-ins. But that's accountability. Yes. That's exactly what a, a third-party accountability partner is. So thank you. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll put Amber's email address in the description <laughs> of the- <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Now, the external part of accountability, it's not going to work without that internal aspect. If you are not honest with yourself, then you're probably not going to be honest with others. Asking someone to hold you accountable and then knowing you won't be completely honest with them, well, that's just never going to work. Having an outside source of accountability, it's a powerful force, but if it's done right. Now, how do you do it right? Wow, Amber, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) So here are a few things to keep in mind as you set up an accountability partner. There are actually seven of them. Number one, you want to choose someone who cares about you, but who can be tough and honest with you. They need to care about you, and you have to know, you have to feel that they care because you become vulnerable by making yourself accountable to them. And vulnerability can be a scary thing. Oh, yes. Number two, they need to be tough and honest, though, because you don't want to have them shy away from telling you to get on the ball when you're slacking, you're getting behind, or maybe you're just not doing a good job. The expression tough love, it would fit appropriately here. In essence, they love us enough to be honest with us about our progress. Right. Number three, tell them specifically what your goals are. 
Number four, commit to being honest with them, like you're honest with yourself. Number five, give them permission to speak words of encouragement as well as words of challenge when the situation calls for it. Number six, agree on a reasonable time frame in which you'll allow them to evaluate your progress and hold you accountable. And lastly, number seven, follow up on their words when they challenge you or when they call you to action. And this isn't arguing. You just need to follow up to make sure that you understand this person, that you're on the same page. Make sense? Yes. So accountability, it can be a tremendous thing. When we have someone holding us accountable, we bring others onto our team who make us stronger, who will make us soar higher, and who cause our lives to be much richer because of their involvement. Take a moment and really consider who you will make yourself accountable to in pursuit of your goals. Now, ladies and gentlemen, go back through all of the words above and begin to work this process into your own life. You'll be extraordinarily glad that you did. In conclusion, goal setting, it challenges you. Let your goals challenge you to become a unique personal of incredible dimensions, not necessarily in anyone else's eyes, but in your own eyes. I I think I said this in the first episode of this series, Amber. It, It doesn't matter whether someone thinks I'm short or tall, but to me, it matters if I stand tall in my own eyes because I know my disciplines. I know what I'm doing. I know whether I'm doing or not doing it. And I know that I'm paying the price. I'm working hard. I deserve the applause. I deserve the prize at the end, just like all of you, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's what is exciting. That's why goal setting is so important. It challenges you to grow. It challenges you to become more than you are to move up to that next level. And I think that's really key. Woo. How you feeling, Amber? I'm excited. Let's set some goals. Let's set some goals. (laughs) Now, ladies and gentlemen, lean on me for support. I'd be happy to help you and your family set appropriate financial goals for the year and beyond that as well. Head to our website, www.sagepathfa.com. There's a calendar link at the top of the page. Click it. You'll be able to access my calendar right there. You can schedule time and you'll find that I am freely giving of my time. I'm here to help. So call me, email me. If you don't want to head to our website, all of that info is in the description of the podcast. Amber, anything you'd like to add? No, I'm just super excited to start setting some goals. Yeah, I think we've laid a nice little foundation here. Yes. Anything you'd like to add? Nope. (laughs) Short and sweet. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, Amber, thank you so much for sticking around. We appreciate all of you. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. And we will see you in another two weeks for a new episode of Dad Sense. Ladies and gentlemen, take care. Roll the outtakes. (laughs) I love you. And I'm glad that you're doing this. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That's going in the outtakes. (laughs) You got layers of salsa, refried greens. Everybody, refry your greens. <laughs> so you. <laughs> how, do you how do you refry a green? I don't know. How do you how do you fry a green and then refry? I, it? I feel like how do you refry a bean? Yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, a, a spider decided to crawl across the recording studio. <laughs> so we're gonna take a beat. <laughs> All right, that was good timing. Hey, Mister Spider. <laughs> ho ho ho! Hello, it's me, Santa Claus otherwise known as Old Saint Sage Path.
Jason has me on payroll so his three-year-old daughter can get all the hot toys ahead of schedule. I'm visiting from the North Pole so I can read the disclosures. We don't want to irritate regulators now, do we? Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation. FSC member, FINRA SIPC. FSC is separately owned in other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced or are independent of FSC. Jason Fuchs, Amber Fuchs, and Sagepath Financial Advisors are unaffiliated. Ho, ho, ho!